Welcome back to the Washed Athlete Podcast. This is episode number 33. Uh, this is just a podcast where us guys kind of just talk about anything that's interesting to us. Uh, we're a bunch of college students, so everything from football to Marvel to really anything that uh, we feel like is cool enough to talk about. Uh, so if you end up enjoying, uh, if you uh, like what we're talking about, if you don't like what we're talking about, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Um, yeah, so it's been... It's been a good week so far, guys. Shut yeah, up. It, it's it's been a week. I think, <laughs> I think today pretty mar- much marks one third of the way through this uh, through the semester, which is kind of wild. It goes by really fast. Weeks just tick off like crazy. I mean, it feels like a week since we recorded the last podcast episode, but we yeah. actually, for people listening, if you had watched all our episodes, we recorded the two episodes in the, the one day. So it's been two weeks since we recorded. It feels like one week. Um, so just time flies in college, and especially when you come up on midterms about one third of the way in the year, because mm. it's midterm, midterm, and then final for the most part, um, like one third, two thirds, and then three out of three. So I know Raj, since Raj and I have every class together besides my history class, Raj and I had quite the eventful week. Mine started a little bit earlier on Friday, but we'll kick it over to Raj. I'm not going to steal too much of his thunder, and Raj is going to talk about some of our uh, adventures this week in, uh, on the road to medical school. The nightmares, they're finally over. I, uh, so Justin and I had what we like to call our hell week, where um, we started off Monday bright and early at 8 a.m. with an anatomy exam on all the muscles and bones of the lower extremity. Then you forgot, you forgot, lig- you forgot ligaments. And ligaments and tendons. <laughs> there was ligaments on it. <laughs> oh, and, we're, and uh, veins, arteries, nervous system, just everything. And then we, and then Justin later that day had his anatomy lab practical while I had mine on Tuesday. That was not too bad. Then no, no the practical is weird. Um, I'm assuming most people listening have not gone to an anatomy practical exam. Like they just, it's like unlike anything I've taken before, where you just kind of like walk into a class. Like we walked into it, walked to a table. There was a fibula, a tibia, um, and a hip, and a pel, pel- uh, like the innominate bone, and then there was the femur. Um, and they're just all right in front of us, and you just have to like point oh, out, yeah. like you just get random, <laughs> like he like randomized the list. Our professor randomized the list, mm-hmm. um, and we just like have to go through and pick one out for each bone. And then they eventually make you have to like palpate certain things on you, but you don't know what you're getting asked. And they also threw on ligaments onto the uh, practical exam, which I wasn't expecting. And they threw on some muscle attachments. So like I walked in and I saw the form. I guess like look at it for like five minutes before, like I went up to the station and I was like, I didn't think this was going to be on the practical. Uh, yeah. I was like, and we ended up pulling a 20 out of 20, no biggie, but I was like, Let's go. It, there was like a slight moment of panic. I was like, uh, I don't remember. It's like when your heart just does the, dun, dun, just like a yeah. real quick, like in between, like that bump bump. It's just like, dun, it's like, oh, uh. well, so they asked me what, like what muscle attachment attached to the iliac fossa. And I was like, I was like, what? Like, Can I you like, translate I, that into English for the those inside who don't of know. Your, inside so of your, your, hip. your hip has a depression in the middle of it yes. and a, a muscle attaches to it that is related to hip flexion. Um, so, um, yes. There you go. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I just didn't, like, I, I just did a hard cut from it. Cause I was like, I thought this was only supposed to be bones. I was like, I was not prepared for this, um, <laughs> but it's cool. Again, like you, we always, I'm always used to taking pen, like t- t- test pen, the pe- paper or like on canvas or writing essays. And it was cool. Like it was a little change of pace and it happened so quick. It was like a three minute exam. I will mm-hmm. technically, I was supposed to start at five 30, but they were rolling as soon as I got there at like five 25. Yeah. 
And I mean, I was out of there at like 5.33 or something. So I was like, free hour, let's go. Um, which yeah, free hour fast. going into the next part meant studying early for human physiology, which Raj and I had the day of recording. This is just Thursday. Uh, people are seeing this Friday, so it been yesterday. Um, and, I hate that class. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I really do enjoy the content, um, but it is it's a lot of material, um, especially when you're taking a lot of people take human phys and human anatomy together. So if you like learn about the anatomy of the digestive system, then you also learn the physiology of the digestive system, whatnot. It's not how our class works, um, which is good and bad in both ways. But I think the way it means is that we learn a little bit more of each content than a lot of other people. So it is a ton of content just flowing in. Um, and I think that took... It was a lot of late nights for Raj and I <laughs> leading up into that. Raj, would you confirm? It got to the point where I just didn't even go to class on Tuesday and Wednesday because I was up studying. And I've gotten a lot better at going to bed before like 2 a.m., even 3 a.m. Here we are reverting back to my old ways because we had an exam on six chapters, four of them being the nervous system. It's yeah, dense. Last, it sucks. So last night, last night, um, the some of the RAs in my building were walking around like doing our normal checks that we do and they stopped by and they were like wow Justin you're reverting back to your old tendencies of like staying up late last, late at night oh actually no well I don't remember who was walking by but they were like you're reverting <laughs> to your old tendencies and I was like listen this is Wait, this is time a one time on. you don't you don't remember who was walking you just remember speaking to a human being and you're like <laughs> yeah it was probably somebody that I knew yeah it was one of the RAs I know but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a late night, um, but I, I have not slept much. Um, but no, there As was, it turns out, you actually weren't speaking to anybody. <laughs> there was no one there. You just I'm opened just, the door and started talking. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making everything <laughs> up right now. Um, this nothing ever happened. Um, but no, I remember uh, they were like, "You've reverted back to your old tendencies." I was like, "Listen, this is not my fault." <laughs> I was like, "This is a bad week." <laughs> um, so it was it was late nights. Raj and I need to get back on a better schedule because we need to show up to our classes. And they start again eight thirty on Monday. Um, well, hey, we got hey. fall break where we just have one extra no, day. Don't even. Don't even no, it's no. the dumbest thing. I'm I'm Plus, glad you brought this up. Hey. Peter, Peter, talk about t- talk about fall break for the audio listener to the, the listeners so, who might not know what we're talking about. So at most universities, the way that it works is you have you classes start like late August, early September goes through there. You have a fall break. So like sometime in October, probably early ish, you'll have like three to four days off, um, like uh, like a decent stretch, not usually not a full week. Some universities do it a full week. Then you go into like November ish. That's when you have like a Thanksgiving break, which is like, again, like a long weekend week type thing. And then you go off for uh, winter break afterwards. At Pitt, we have one extra day for our fall break. So we basically roll from August until mid-November, no days off. But they call fall break a single Friday <laughs> on a random October. Like, it, it's so, like, worthless, it feels like. No, and I think, because... the, I think what the most frustrating thing is they call it fall break. They don't say like they don't say like a wellness day or anything. They like, they advertise it as like a break. A break. Like I I'm not advocating for like a break because when you no. don't have a week break, that school ends a little bit earlier. Like we get our stuff done. Our school year. But ends call it like early. it is. But like call it, like call it like what it is. 
Raj and I don't have classes on Friday. Not, my life changes a little, like my, my mental health doesn't get any better from having this day off tomorrow because I like, I'm going to be doing the same things tomorrow that I would be doing any other Friday because I don't have classes, which means I'm going to be in the library all day. Um, but like that, it's just not, it's not a break for some people. Like if you have like, like last year would have been great. I had a lab in the morning and then I had, um, two other classes. So I was up from like, I had classes from like eight to two pretty much. Um, so the like fall break was really nice last year when it was on a Friday. I don't know if it was on a Friday last year, but when we had fall break last year, it was really nice, but it low key you... might've been, on, it might've been during one of those like mental health days that were on yeah. Wednesdays. Yeah. And that makes, it makes sense. <laughs> like they had said they wanted to put fall break as Friday and Monday to give a four day weekend. That would have made a lot more sense because everyone has classes on Monday for the most part. Um, so it would have been a nice, like, four day weekend. If you don't have class on Friday, you at least get three days, but they're just like, nah, Friday. They know people don't have classes on Friday. They like, they, didn't like end. they know that like at minimum, like the, the best day to put it would be on a Monday. Cause everybody definitely has class on a Monday. Yeah. But they put it on a Friday where it's like, you know, some people try to lighten their, like their class load. Like, so that way they don't have as many or if any classes on a Friday, it's, it's just dumb. It's, it's really, really dumb because, like, again, for you guys, you literally don't have classes scheduled on Fridays. Like, for me, I only have, like, two of my, like, easier classes on Friday. So I'm done by, like, 1 o'clock. Like, yeah. that's, like, the latest. So it's, like, it's like yeah, it's nice, but I'm still going to be, like, doing work tomorrow. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. mean, like, I'm just not doing anything. Versus, like, on a Monday, it's, like, okay, well, I still have Friday, like, basically Friday, like, afternoon slash night to, like, go into. And then Saturday, Sunday is now a second Saturday. And then Monday is, like, okay, now I actually have to get back in the swing of things. But we don't have that now. No. It's just, like, uh, it's kind of the same. Like, our professor at the end of our physiology exam today goes, oh, have a nice fall break. And I was, like, there's no fall break. I was like, like ninety percent of this class probably does <laughs> not have class. Something. <laughs> I was like, ninety percent of this class does not have class. Like, does not have class tomorrow. Um, yeah. Maybe like some people taking courses outside of our uh, rehabilitation science school or program, um, yeah. like my history class. But my history class doesn't run on Friday, so like, uh, it just, it's so aggravating because I'm like, a day off, a day off of classes would have been really nice. And uh-huh. I always the best day to have off is a Wednesday. Well, it would probably, I don't know what day it would be this year because I only have four days of classes. So I don't, there's no middle point. But when you were in I high say school, Wednesday, Wednesday. If you, yeah. Yeah, I'll you, take a Wednesday. If you're in high school, when you're in high school and you have the middle of the week off, it makes the week feel so much shorter because you like, you're tired for two days, you go to classes, and you have that middle point where you can catch up, get some Z's, and then you go back for the two <laughs> days. And then Friday doesn't even feel like a day. So then you're just essentially like, it's just like, I don't know, it just feels so short and you get so much done with a Wednesday off. Um, mm-hmm. So a fall, even a fall break on a Wednesday would have been nice. Just as like, a, hey, you guys can get this day off to recharge during the week. Because listen, low-key, if there was Wednesday off this week, we would have been chilling. If I didn't have to show up to anything on Wednesday yesterday and like sleep in a little bit, it would have been great. But that's not the reality of the situation. Rush, why are you cutting a hole in a Pringles can? It's because I'm not allowed to say what my thoughts are on having fall break on Friday, so I'm taking it out of my Pringles can. Very mature of you. Anyway, anyway um, Peter, Peter, what was your what was your week like? Did you have a hell week? Um, well, I had hell week last week. Was my hell week? Um, it was just like the way that my midterms lined up. Um, it was terrible. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was pretty pretty bad. Um, I mean, like the tests weren't. I mean, like they sucked. But it wasn't like I was like 
tearing my hair out like what like i don't know any of this it was just like like i know what i like i know generally like what all the concepts are like in all my classes but it's just like at a certain point sometimes like teachers especially like in my stats class my test felt way too easy and like i did fine on it but there was definitely some questions i'm like why is this what you're testing yeah and then it's like other ones where it's like it's it like looks so simple, but it's actually really complicated, and it's it's really hard to explain. Like one of the questions I had, it was, "What is bias in statistics?" That was it. So I'm like, like open response or like multiple choice. Open response. Oh no, that's so the worst. Like, I feel like bias is an abstract topic. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, oh. Wait, hang on a second. So then, like, obviously I answered, I was like, oh, it's like when you, like, skew an experiment to have, like, a certain result, whatever. And then there was, like, other ones where it, it just asks, like, oh, what's the probability of this? And there's just, like, an equation you use. I'm like, is it just using the equation? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you testing me on? We've been like, doing this the entire time. You're like, what's the catch? Exactly. And then it's like, and of course, I, I don't actually know like what all the like what I got right, what I got wrong and stuff like that. So now I'm going to go back and be like, why? I'm just going to ask, like, why? Why was this a question? Yeah. Like, like how do we how are we applying our knowledge? What, what was the it's, point of this? It, it's so weird. It really is. But yeah. it's actually in the middle of your uh, your guys's rant about um your hell week i got a uh fantasy notification that uh melvin gordon because i decided to be bold this week in my fantasy team and bench Najee because he's been terrible um just got a notification that uh melvin gordon who's been doing all right he fumbles a lot but when he plays well he plays well just got downgraded to questionable so nice I'll leave, well, you know. I think i think that serves as a great transition if no one else has anything else yeah. to say about hell week um we got through it now Raj and I can study for the MCAT and resume back to our tendencies. <laughs> MCAT. <laughs> speaking of the fantasy year, year, as we've mentioned a few times in the pod, the five of us who are typically on this pod um, all are in a league, and then we have a couple other of our friends. Raj is currently sitting at a cool five and zero. Jacob at four and one, and then Peter is one and four. Look, then, I've been getting... No, 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 Peter, it's okay. Let's go to Justin first, because I'm about to tear this dude up. What happened to your I, team, I, bud? Listen, okay. For everyone what's listening your who is what's not... Your what's, what's your record For everyone listening who is not aware of the situation, I, I am two and three, and I... No, rec- okay, okay. I recently... Now just dis- wait. Before you go on your little excuses about why your team's two and three, remember when you said a few weeks ago that your fantasy team's goaded and you were going to go undefeated and you're going to be win the entire league? What happened? And would you like we, to refresh we, them on the score of our game this past weekend? We, we, we did. We did say that. Um, I'm not going to lie. We, it's not a great look. Um, I did say that I was a great team and I'm still going to stand by it. We're going to make a comeback. We're going to make the playoffs and we're going to make some noise. Um, uh-huh. The reality, reality of the situation... DeAndre Swift is injured. That's the problem. He he is the anchor for the entire team. Um, but Kyle Pitts, he's injured. Ben and Nosha, like where Kyle Pitts was like good last year, like on like a really good tight end. And he's no. I had a bad very, feeling about him from the beginning of this year. Like because it's, it's, they just lock him up. They don't throw him the ball. Like ugh. they they got to figure it out because he was a great. He was genuinely like a top ten tight end last year. Like as a rookie, there's no reason. He did, couldn't be good this year, and he just sucks in fantasy. He's been injured. DeAndre Swift is injured. And then 
I like we're just I don't know the team's a little all over the place. Um, guys just not performing well. Um, mm-hmm. like AJ Brown six points like in, during the week, mm-hmm. but I I did lose. I like played a bad game against Raj, but the problem is Raj's team went crazy. Um, his quarterback had thirty five points. Both of his running backs had thirty five points. Um, and that was pretty much it. And even you get sixteen points from his kicker. Not My much you can outscored every player on your team, but Devonte Adams, and uh, most most hurt. Rasheem Mostert. Uh, I didn't even see that. Well, that's so um, sad that almost your entire team got outscored by Dan Carlson, who's probably going to get arrested for tax fraud in like three weeks, according to the Raiders uh, trend. <laughs> yeah, the second you join the Raiders, you immediately want to go to prison. <laughs> but we'll ignore Devontae Adams throwing a camera guy, even though it's a bit of a flop. But we'll ignore. Yeah, that. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Like, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's get. Actually, we'll we'll go. We'll try to circle back to that. But yeah, my team's looking a little bit down this week. Um, I let's see who I'm projected. What's the score this week? Yeah, I'm projected to currently win this week, but the, my opponent has not set their lineup. Um. So if they don't do that, then a W. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not looking really great for Team Justin at the moment. Um, but I, I, if people have not gotten the impression through the pod, I will talk crap about in fantasy for no reason, just because I have really nothing to lose. I'm not concerned about coming in last place um, ever. If I do come in last place, it's just unfortunate. Um, no, but- you should be concerned if you're talking trash and Raj wins, because he will make the punishment awful specifically for you. Yeah. Oh no, no no oh I I see but I'm not gonna come in last so oh I'm just, sorry I'm in, I'm inherently well actually you're kind of guaranteed not to get it last because two of our players in our league are so unbelievably bad it's like not <laughs> yeah. even funny and that's what I'm saying like I feel like there's always like one person who like is just so unbelievably bad and it hasn't been me in the past so like I'm never confident I'm like gonna like take a punishment for it so yeah I'm, like for I'm, context. I'm, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just throwing context on for our listeners. Cause so the person so it's a ten person league. The person in second to last has five hundred and thirty-five points total for the season so far. The person in dead last has four hundred and eighty-six. That is nearly a hundred points lower. Yeah, and you think about like someone like me who has five sixty seven, which is really not that good, that's still 80 more points than they have, and there's only been five weeks. That means I'm outscoring them by 15 points a week. That's a lot. That's like a that's whole entire, extra player. That's a player, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is ridiculous, but Raj is having a great fantasy season. Raj, do you want to – you're probably on your high horse a little bit. We'll get to Peter's um, debacle a little bit, but Raj, do you, Raj, do you want to talk about your, uh, your great fantasy season so far? Yes. So let's start off with my <laughs> the way you the way you said yes, players. just like bro, yes. settle down. It's yes. fantasy. My, my fantasy team, Josh Allen. Uh, let's just look at his game uh, spread. You're let's still see. a rat for taking him in the what the third, third round. Thirty one points week one. Twenty nine point six eight week two. Twenty six point seven week three. Twenty three week four. That was a little bit of a letdown. Then thirty five. Rat. Austin Eckler, you know, he kind of let me down a few weeks, but, you know, now he dropped 35 last week. Fournette's been always solid. Waddle, he was good, and then Tua got hit a back injury. Uh, let's see. Chris Godwin back from injury. Uh, I decided to start Taysom Hill this week because now I don't, I'm just... I don't, I don't think that's a good move. 
now I'm just experimenting. My tight ends never score that much. I have David Njoku. It's like, whatever. Can you so, give me one of your tight ends that scores points, please? I dropped Gerald Everett. Go get him. Who is he? Jets? No, uh, Chargers. Oh. Oh, okay. And the reality uh, situation is, Raj, you have an 89% chance to make the playoffs. And it like you'll keep going down. Your bench is also deep. My oh, bench yeah. is terrible. Like, yeah, Curtis Samuel was a great pickup by me. Jacob called me an idiot for picking him up. Then when I played Jacob that week, he dropped 25 on him. So that was that was very nice to see. Uh, defense, oh, I need to change my defense again. Uh, then Jake, not Jake Elliott, uh, our resident tax, future tax frauder, uh, Dan Carlson's on by, so I picked up the Seahawks kicker. And Bill's head coach, because they beat teams with a big margin most of the time. So usually I get a lot of points from them. And even on my bench, Edwards, Alaire, Connor, Smitty, Burrow, Hop- Hopkins is back in two weeks. Now yeah, I actually have a true wideout one. Which is going to be really good for you because Waddle, you talk about a little bit, I have Waddle in a different league, just like really just been bad um, since Tua got hurt. Um, and it's frustrating because like this is a guy who... <laughs> just, now here's a guy. Now here's a guy. He's just a guy who's playing really well in the beginning of the year. And like he... he he wasn't like a flash in the pan. Like Amon Ross St. Brown has not been playing well of late, but like you could see a situation with Amon Ross St. Brown hasn't been a flash in the pan, but like Jalen Waddle, highly recruited out of Alabama, played well in the beginning of the year, had a good rookie year. So you kind of expected him to be good this year. And now it's just quarterback like rodeo going on and it's just been really bad. But yeah, Raj has got an 89% chance to make the playoffs. It's pretty much a lock. He's the second highest scoring team in the league at the moment. Um, so Hopefully someone can take him down in the playoffs. It will be me. We'll be making a comeback. Um, but um, and now, Peter, one in four. Every of- single year, my players get hurt at the worst possible times. Every year, they always go out at the worst times. Like it's a skill issue at this point. You're the one who drafts them. Well, no, no, no. It's lit. It, it's never – it's always – I either get Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley who doesn't get hurt. <laughs> or it's some random player that just gets hurt. T. Higgins. Oh, exactly. That was that was my big thing. It's like, okay, so Najee Harris and Joe Mixon as running backs. You would think in a PPR league, so that's points per reception, they're some of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. So they get points for running the ball catching the ball, and the receiving yards, plus any touchdowns they get. Najee has been horrible. He is behind Melvin Gordon right now in rankings. He is the 27th overall. I think, I am fairly sure that Melvin Gordon is 26 right now. He's he's 39 39 now after last week. Oh, yeah, because last week was terrible. But I don't really care. It's going to be better. But Joe Mixon, they don't run the ball like they just stopped running the ball the, the, the Bengals. i don't know what's wrong with them they just stopped running it. and i picked up all of these players and it's like oh cool i have like the two really good number two receivers on on a team you have keenan allen and you have jamar chase as the number ones i got t higgins and mike williams so it's like oh those two really good players are going to draw the double team and then these two can pick up some great fantasy points in the back end they get hurt every other week not even joking. Oh, and don't worry. My sleeper pick, Gabe Davis, he'll put up 
50 or zero points every week. <laughs> and I never know which one. So the issue is that every single time these players do well, the other one is hurt. So it doesn't matter. Because they might as well, it evens out win. to just being average. Mm. So Because I had Gabe Davis put up 32 points last week. He had three catches, two touchdowns, and 170 yards receiving. And I lost. Why? Because T. Higgins went in for two <laughs> plays and then left the game. What, like, what am I supposed to do? Draft better. I, I physically can't. Because well, I know the best part. In the other league I'm in, I'm three and two. I'm fine. So it's literally not even drafting. It's just this league. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it is worth mentioning in the league as a whole. Raj is the team that has had the least amount of points scored against him. In addition to being in the most uh, second most in points for, so Raj you just has get it. lucky. Raj is getting caked on. I have the most points against, scored against me in the league because I played our friend that scored 180 on me the week before. Raj scored 170 on me. Um, oh, wait, am I second? Yeah, you're second in points again. So yeah. Oh no, you're sorry. You're third. Um, the guy who was zero and five is. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Is, has points yeah. Against. Um, but obviously Raj second most points in the league. But it, it, it's a tough look. I I've had a lot of. Let's if we just go pull up the schedule real quick. I've had in week one. Uh, I beat Peter. In week two, I lost um, 108 to 197. And in week three, I didn't have much points scored against me. Then I lost because someone scored 166 points on me. And then I lost the week after because I had someone score 178 points on me. So I have three losses this year to people who scored 197 points, 166 points, and 177 points. There's literally nothing you can do. There's very little. So that's why we're confident. ESPN says I have a 15% shot to make the playoffs. That's more like 95% chance of my confidence <laughs> at the moment. So we're not, pressed at, all. We're, we're, we're not pressed at all. You know, you know, Devonte Adams, he's going to be on a revenge tour after getting in uh, like possibly legal trouble. Deandre Swift is eventually going to come back from his injury after the bye week. And uh, George Pickens is going to become Megatron. Also, so. wait, timeout. Raj is in. The, look at the division that Raj is in compared to what. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Kate. I'm in such an amazing division. You like the you have t- the two lowest players in the league <laughs> on auto draft and Jacob's team against like somehow Andres' team is winning because he gets lucky and plays like teams all the time. Andres' team is garbage. It's garbage, but he gets lucky. Because, like, against me, like, I had a player go out. Like, I, I just didn't know that that was going to happen because like, he started playing the game. I would have won, and then he just didn't play. But Mira's team is a disgusting auto-draft that can either put up 1,000 points or zero. So you never know. And then it's, what, me, Justin, Jamie, who's ahead of me. Who beat you? <laughs> Who beat me? I was I was like, you know what? I d- I deserve this punishment. I guess like I did something because I again. I set the lineup against myself and <laughs> lost. I was like, oh yeah, this. I mean, it's because like, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a good lineup, but I'm still gonna win. Lost. It's like, oh cool. Yeah, but you know, you live and you learn. I'm not gonna be in last. I'm playing the worst player in the league, and if I lose this week, I think I'm jumping out of Kathy. You have a fifty-seven percent chance to win already. Like, and he he has players that probably aren't even gonna play. 
<laughs> he has one that's out, and then another. I think it's like it might be Keenan Allen or someone like that who's like, yeah, Wall- he's just oh, not Waller play. and Keenan Allen. Waller and Keenan Allen, yeah, they're just not gonna play. And I'm already <laughs> at 57. If I somehow lose this game, I'm snapping my computer in half. Yeah, that, that's tough. A lot God. of people have not set their lineups, uh, which is no. Mildly. No one really cares about this league, but the fact that like three or four of us care and are somehow not the top four is insane. <laughs> it just sometimes it's unfortunate with auto draft. Like I, I think I mean sometimes it's just ha- the way the cookie crumbles. I made in my other league. I was I came out of the draft projected tenth, and I was playing against my family. So I usually I'm like I usually always make the playoffs. Kind of know what I'm doing. So my like ESPN was like you're the tenth worst team, tenth best team in the, the league, and I was like cap and then like after two weeks they put me all the way up to first place because like i drafted well um but they just like it didn't agree with their computer system um and yeah. I, I think this year i had a good draft too my wideouts are aj brown Devonte adams they've both been good this year Devonte swift's been great this year when he's been healthy rasheem mostert's playing really well kyle pitts like coming off of a year Kristen kirk has been good just like deandre swift's been out a couple weeks and i just had some inconsistent play but you know we'll be back we'll be back um yeah, is anyone else anything else to say on fantasy football? I just I hate it. Like I I I love playing it, but I just hate how every year no matter what, I just get like dunked on by the fantasy football gods. Like mm-hmm. I don't know who I wronged in my life, but or like in a past life, I don't know what I did, <laughs> but somehow <laughs> fantasy football off. I pissed somebody off at some point in my existence, and now fantasy football just hates me. It is, but it's unfortunate whatever. how big of a foothold it has on me at times because I get very annoyed frequently. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I try every year to reframe my thought. Like, Justin, it doesn't matter, and like, it, it does matter because in like, every <laughs> in every league I'm in, I have something to prove. Like in my family yeah. league, I'm like, man, I get dogged on when I lose because they're like, oh, you follow football. And I'm like, oh, guys, it's not yeah, about that. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, well, I had to do well because like I'm the resident football fan of the family. So I'm like, yeah. oh, man, okay, I got to do well. And then yeah. no matter – even if I come in second, I get dogged on. And then um, our league, I'm like, I don't want to lose to you guys. Like I know I'm way better at drafting teams <laughs> We're just going to guys. So, each other. Oh, uh, yeah. piss off. <laughs> um, and then, what was and that, my, 85 points? 95% chance to win. So – um when when the uh when the whole thing um and then in my other like club league i'm like i, I want to assert dominance so like i don't know it just I, I care too much about winning i'm too competitive so i started off so good too i was three and oh after week one i think i mentioned on the pod i went three and oh in all three of my leagues and it's been a little downhill since there but we will bounce back um so yeah yeah. Congra- okay. Congratulations, Rod- Raj! You win the Buffalo Bills award for being. Gr- no, you win the Arizona Cardinals award. For no, being no, 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 no. He is going to be the Buffalo Bills because they have every single tool in their arsenal, and they will not win the Super Bowl <laughs> solely because they should have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Well. Yes. It's okay. With Our that. emotional well-being is being determined for half the year by a stupid app and a football game on every Sunday. There we go. No, no, no. Our emotional well-being is, is determined by anatomy and physiology throughout the that week. That too. Fantasy, and, uh, how well Jalen Hurts plays. <laughs> yeah. pit, football, pit football on Saturday. There and then 
the, e- the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles and our fantasy teams on Sunday. So I swear to God, if we lose yeah. to the Cowboys, I'm burning my Eagles. Y'all back. better not lose to the Cowboys. That's gonna be horrible. I'm, I'm nervous. This is this is not a. You better be sweating. Their defense I'm is good. Nervous. Their defense is good, man. Micah Parsons is that guy. Dude's ridiculous, but. Before we get into any more football conversation, Peter did come into the podcast today with quite the story to tell. Raj and I have no idea what the story is. So, Peter, if you want to take it away. Okay. I need you guys to answer a question for me. Yes. It's sure. actually it's actually a bet. It's it's an over-under. It's very, okay. very simple. Okay. Over. Love over-unders. Okay. Um, how? Okay. So, I'm going to set the line. Over-under point. Five people on the planet. All right. Think about that. Think about what I'm saying. Zero yeah. or more than one people on the planet that could beat a grizzly bear in hand to hand combat. Justin, what's your type of my guy? I'm not typing anything. Okay. I wasn't typing anything. I might you even guys, cut out for a little do bit. Do you guys have. Any hmm. thoughts or you know, I think Miles Garrett or Aaron Donald could take a grizzly. I'm betting the over. I you're I, betting the over? I have to bet the over as well. I this I don't like to work in extreme, so point five is saying that not one person on the entire planet could do it. And that I don't really work in extreme, so I'm gonna say over. You're gonna bet the over? <laughs> okay. Oh no. Well that's good because you are correct. There is a human being on the planet that has beaten a grizzly bear in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, his, I am not even joking. I think, okay, obviously, like, I don't know if there's, like, actual evidence that this is real. I choose to believe it's real because it's hilarious. But there was a Wyoming man. Who, Wyoming? Wyoming, yes, I know. It, it gets weirder. <laughs> Wyoming man who be, who ended up was stuck in between a grizzly bear and what was it? Okay, so mama grizzly bear, dad grizzly bear, cubs. He's in between. That's the tough dad, look. the dad grizzly bear, comes at him, and apparently, apparently, this is real. Of course, I like found this on Reddit, so of course you have to take everything with a grain of salt. No, it's you do. No. But there are other there are other websites you can look this up. You can look up. I forget what the guy's name is now. It's off the top of my head. But apparently, he stuck his hand down the grizzly bear's throat and then bit its jugular to kill it. <laughs> this is real. You can look this up. You can find this online. I choose to believe it's real. It makes absolutely zero sense okay but it, it's huh? out there yeah no Is he yeah. like russian descent like no he was like a photographer or something like he's just like a guy yeah that's, that's i was nuts. because i was proposed this like same hypothetical like oh could a person be it's like is there a human being that could be a grizzly bear i'm thinking like there's got to be some like wrestler out there there's got to be some like whatever no there's literally a dude that just stuck his hand down a grizzly bear's throat started choking it from the inside out and then bit 
it's jugular. Who does that? That is a grizzly bear. (laughs) That is hardcore. Like, I would think Florida, Ohio. No, Wyoming. Wyoming. Which, first of all, Wyoming doesn't exist. So we're already at, like, this isn't. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're already at, like, a very. This is already a scandal. This is already a myth and a scandal. Exactly. But somehow, some way, apparently this dude did it. Uh, yeah, because it, oh God, what's this guy's name? Uh, Dale Peterson, who killed a grizzly bear with his bare hands and teeth. Yes. Oh, so he's just purebred American. What? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, he fought. Yeah, because it's. Yeah, Peterson was able to shove his hand down the bear's throat, pinch the jugular with his teeth, that then caused the bear to pass out. Once knocked out, Mr. Peterson delivered <laughs> an exact quote from this website, the coup de gras with a stick to the head. <laughs> In front of the bear's kids and wife? Yes! Yo! That is not something I thought I'd hurt ever here. Yeah. Um... I guess that's a thing. So if he's raising ever... that bear's kids now. Uh, yeah, I guess like he just made them orphans. Um, this was it, and also like, what year do you think this was in? Like, when do you think this like two thousand six? I feel like there's no way I would have heard about yes. this. this. I... It was two thousand six. Wow! Exactly. You probably did. You read the article? No, I just guessed. Oh yes, it literally was two thousand six. I can't believe I've ever heard about this. this I is, know that's like, why. Th- well, it's Wyoming, so it makes sense. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I bet the over, but like, it's still astonishing to think that someone like confronted a grizzly bear. It's like, like I don't, somewhat documented. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I was stuck in this situation. Yeah, you just sit on the ground and give up. I mean, no. that's what you're you're technically supposed to do that against grizzly bears. And first of all, it's not like he did this against a black bear. Black bears are like notoriously like skittish around people. He did this against like a like a big grizzly bear. bear. Yeah, like I, ugh, I have no idea. It really was like that. Like when I said that, I, when I've like first said that, I was like, oh yeah, like I gotta bet the over, whatever. And it's like there's no way like anybody this planet. I'm like. But it's seven billion people. Like, there's got to be one person that could do it. So like, you have to bet the over. And then I just googled it, and first thing that pops up: Wyoming man kills a grizzly bear with his bare hands. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So yeah, I mean, that, that was. Been, um, it must have been an ego. I can't imagine the bear's family like looking upon him, and just being like, wow, that guy really just <laughs> lost. Like, like. Imagine like, walking like, if, like how do you just like walk around after that? After you're like, yeah, I killed a bear with my bare hands. How do you think the like, mama oh, bear walked funny. around? Like went back to like went back to the fr- <laughs> the other bear friends and was like, yo, my husband just got dropped by this human being. Like, <laughs> it's folded. like, oh, did he have a gun? Whatever. It's like, nah, he used his hands. Like that's what? like the Jaguars beating. That's like the Jaguars beating the Colts last year. Like what? Like it was like shouldn't what? happen. Why? Why did that happen? Like what do you mean that happened? <laughs> What do you mean Carson Wentz had a five passer rating? If this is, you, you mean 50? No, five. What? This is a step back for the whole entire Grizzly Bear community. It really yeah, is. It's a step back well, I, mean, I, guess, I, guess, I mean, I guess it's been a step back for the last, like, 16 Ever. years. But, yeah. yeah for the last 16 years. But, uh, yeah, that's a step back. Like, they definitely lost some ride that day. 
Like I can't yes. like they're so physically imposing. Like possess so many more weapons like to destroy than like we do. It's designed to kill things. Yeah, it's designed to People kill things. People are not and, designed to kill things. No, we have to make things to kill things. Also, the, the like what, what I can't imagine like what he like was thinking like to what was the like, to, yeah. to bite his jugular. I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't even know what no, to no, do. I would have to shove his hand down the throat. <laughs> why are Why are you that, putting your hand in there? That, that, that's <laughs> weird. That reminds me of the scene from Harry Potter where he was biting the snake and he shoved up his. So I know you haven't watched Harry Potter. Yeah, Peter, the but, sword uh, through the. Yeah, yeah. if I was the a basilisk, bear. I'd get caught off guard and just not know what to do. I think that's what I think that's the whole thing with it because people are like, "Oh, (sighs) why did the bear bite down?" It's like, why would you bite down when something is down your throat? Like, you can't like do that. Like, if something's like jamming, like yeah, buddy had a gag reflex. uh, (laughs) Yes, clearly. (laughs) But it's like he was like, "This is not how you're supposed to fight." Yeah, like, he, he fought dirty, and he won. Like, because my whole thing was, like, oh, yeah, maybe if you, like, are able to, like, wrestle, like, because I, I was thinking, like, wrestler, where it's, like, you, like, get to the ground, and, like, you get, like, under it, and, like, get behind it, and, like, are, like, on its back, maybe, but this dude was, like, head on, hand down the throat, and just bit this thing. <laughs> the way you just keep going like this, I'm just, like, it's just, Harry Potter. Well, yeah, because it's, like, he's shoving his hand, like, because he has to throw it up, obviously, because yeah. the bear is significantly bigger than him. So he is just, like, punching this thing in the mouth, literally, and then just biting. Like, why is the first thought biting it? And it, the, my favorite part is that that isn't what killed it. it. That just made it pass out. Then he finds a stick and then just... <laughs> Meanwhile, his family's watching in horror what just like like this oh. this would be this would be the equivalent of like a cat killing us and like yeah so like if i if a i was present, cat. yeah like i was present to watch a singular cat kill raj i would be so embarrassed for raj i would be like this is a step back for the entire human race so like yeah well the bearish family would probably so disappointed imagine your kids growing up to see you get like knowing that you got like killed by a cat like that would be I don't awful even know if it would be a cat. that would be like a ferret killing you yeah, probably. Because, like, because like, cats at least have, like, claws and, like, teeth. Like, that would legitimately be, like, something that does not have any actual, like, tactical advantage over you. Killing you. <laughs> well, we do have a prefrontal cortex. That helps. Well, uh, we and opposable thumbs, but yeah, we'll ignore yeah. those. <laughs> Those is literal the knives. Th- the opposable thumbs really yeah. helped when he got really like, came in. <laughs> yeah, when he grabbed his uvula and just squeezed as hard as he could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so I want to I choose to think this is not real. But I, I, I uh, no, I have to believe it's real. I like in my heart of hearts, I pr- I know it's probably not real, but God, I want to believe it is. I really do because it's so funny. It's so funny to believe that this is real, and the I fact just... that it's like multiple sources telling the same story. It's like this guy yeah. had to be interviewed to do this. So it's like, like it's I, either all of Wyoming is in on the bit, which is hilarious, or this is real. Well, <laughs> like, Wy- Wyoming's not real, like you said earlier. So like they could all be in on the bit, um, but also like, who do you tell? Like you come home and you're like, "Honey, I just killed a bear. I, I, being a bear, fought. I killed it, bashed its head in with a stick." Like what are they gonna say? Like, oh, I totally believe you. Like, I don't care how much like, trust is in. I don't care how much trust in your relationship. Like I wouldn't believe that person. 
Or they're going to be like, no, you didn't. And then you're just going to be like, all right, let's go look at the bear that I killed. And you just walk out there and it's just a dead here, bear. It's here like, are the, bite, here are the bite marks where I bit, bit it. Uh, See how it literally matches? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's nuts. Yes. So I just wanted to inform you two and to all of our listeners that whenever anybody says they can't fight a bear, remember, I think it's, it's like done. 13... 13% of Americans, I think, have said that they could beat a grizzly bear in hand-to-hand combat. But just remember, less than point zero 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 one percent of them are actually right. That, mm-hmm. And they can. It is possible. <laughs> so never give up on your dreams, no matter what. Because you can do it. Or you might you not can, try. But you can do see. it or die trying. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know what? Hey, you can go fight a bear. You can. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, you're going to die, but there's still For games. sure. All right, Pete, that was not a story I was expecting to hear, but I am glad yeah, you heard it nonetheless. Uh, but wow. I'm going to transition right now because we talked about maybe two episodes ago about some sports stories or just some news stories that were going on, and we have some updates and some news stories that have arisen. So if you haven't watched that episode, I think it was episode 31, and we talked about um, – some sports stories, one of them being the Brett Favre scandal where he took money from welfare and gave it for his daughter's yes. basketball court. There's been an update in the case. Volleyball. Um, oh. Volleyball, yeah. Um, after after a long bit of silence from Brett Favre, because he usually has a radio show he's on, but he hasn't been doing that, obviously, he decided to come out and deny any wrongdoing and <laughs> saying that he does, did not know that the money was coming from welfare. But the funny thing about this whole entire situation is there's text messages actual text messages between brett Favre and this person about i believe it's well like there are physical text messages and he like says he does not know it came from welfare okay word for word did okay i obviously can't say word for word because i don't exactly remember but it was like if the media finds out of like you we can't let the media find out about this because they're gonna be like pissed is like one of essentially one of the things he said so how do you not know you're doing something wrong and then be like, oh, but we can't, we need to make sure no one else finds out about this? Like, if it's not wrong, why do you care? Uh, yeah, the text message from him is, quote, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? So, like, what does he mean? Like, wh- like even if it's, like, not from welfare, then why would you just say, is there any, like, it makes no sense. Um, it's like he clearly knows he's doing something wrong like fine i can see maybe to the extent he didn't know but he still knew he was doing something wrong like he was saying yeah. oh we can't let the media find out yeah there's an ongoing state approval right now but i just like he came out and denied the thing i'll try to figure out um what he said uh brett Favre, uh denial oh god some about Packers quarterbacks and just being a little off. Yeah, he, so Favre denies wrongdoing. Media quote smeared him in uh, Alabama welfare scandal. So he is. He said, "Quote: I have been unjustly smeared in the media. I have done nothing wrong. It is past. It is past time to set the record straight." No one ever told me, and I did not know that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to to the university or me. I tried to help my alma mater, um, USM, uh, University of Southern Mississippi, 
a public university raise funds for wellness center my goal was and always will be to improve the athletic facilities at my university which again is really funny because he says my goal was and always will be to improve the athletic facilities at the university right to take welfare like no a if no one told you that you're taking like you still took money from the government regardless even if you did not specifically know that it came it was coming from welfare exactly you took you took money from the government Exactly. So, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, God, so I, I just like, I saw that he denied all, like all wrong. you say the media smeared him? I was like, what? Like you took, regardless, you, you, you knew, like Peter, like you said, you knew the media would be upset. So, so if, if you <laughs> knew they, they would be upset, you. there's a reason why that they would be upset. So what's going on here? And. The worst part of it all is I don't think Brett Favre maybe understands. Maybe he does understand. He's just making his case like this is his defense in a sense. This is criminal. And we're going to get into a guy a little bit later who did something in the NFL. This isn't like I might get suspended uh, by the league for a game. I might get a little bit fine. This is like this is federal. potential this is... prison. This is prison, state prison charges. And I don't think he understands that in a sense, unless this is like what his lawyer is telling him is the best way. Yeah, Raj. So I just looked up the ranking of Southern Miss's volleyball team. Uh, so for context, Pitt is ranked five in the country right now. Our volleyball team, they are very they good. are them. Women, they women's are very volleyball. good. Very good. Southern shady. Miss's volleyball team is ranked 112 out of... Are they a D1 program? They are a D1 program. They I are they very... Like 16. Nope, they are very... Southern Mississippi, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, on the NCE uh, AA website, I look up Southern Miss. Yep, 115. My bad. 115. They are ranked 115. Why? Oh. First, like, I, I, yeah, like, you're donating money and stealing welfare money to donate to a volleyball team that's ranked 115. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to help them at all, first off. I lo- Raj, I love your logic. Yeah, it's not about the welfare money. Why is your team horrible? Like, why are you even yeah. spending money on them in general? Exactly. <laughs> but no, I just... It's, ab- it's just absolutely egregious. Well, I do. About. So, to, to add on, I know Raj was telling me this at some point, but... Uh, you know how Brett Favre was saying that he's had like thousands of concussions in his life. Yeah. That was actually just him setting up his case for insanity in court, <laughs> <laughs> just in case he got caught. Yeah. But my no. CTE from my time in the NFL is messing with my head. There you go. I, just come, I just didn't say you're know. insane. Just I say you're insane. What, it always holds up in court. I don't know where I am right uh, now. I, the, the insanity, insanity play. Um, but we can talk about the next guy on the list. Someone who might is probably gonna have CT by the time he retires. Tua Tagovailoa. Antonio Tua. Brown or oh, Tua? <laughs> yeah, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, for people who do not know, uh, some clips have gone viral. If you don't, um, I'll try to drop a. Actually, I'm not gonna drop a link. It's pretty like it's, sad to see. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not gonna drop yeah. a link. Uh, you can go look it up on your own time if you're interested. Long story short, in one game, he hit the ground. He hit his head hard. He got pushed back. His head just kind of did a back reflex. Hit the ground pretty hard. Uh, got up, stumbled, um, whatever, got pulled from the game, went through concussion protocol, was cleared to go back in by an outside yeah. trauma, uh, outside neurotrauma consultant. Um, and then the next week later, he took an awkward fall on a sack 
and he went down and his fingers Raj was showing on the video uh, for audio listeners his fingers were like stuck yeah. they call it I think they call it Fletch fingers um yeah they were stuck it, in front they, of his face like locked and when he like you could see him roll over and his hands did not move the entire time and yeah. then you see his like team is trying to pick him up and his like his chest would move up but his head was like still down because he was completely unconscious at this point yeah so really bad stuff and it led to a lot of controversy because after week one people were kind of like he got really like after he had his head and was stumbling and um looked very like he needed to be pulled out a lot of people were like how did he clear concussion protocol so fast but no one really thought anything of it i don't really think many that wasn't really a story going into the week and then this injury kind of brought up a lot of conversation about concussion protocol and i'm going to talk about actually i'll let i'll get everyone else's thoughts first so i don't go on a long rant but i have a lot of, i'm very passionate about this topic but i want to hear everyone's thoughts on like this whole entire to uh, stuff yes i mean so look here's the thing i don't know enough about what was going on with tua i don't follow the dolphins very closely i wasn't following because i saw when tua uh hit his head in the bills game i saw okay he stumbled he was out I didn't really pay much attention to it because it's like, okay, he got pulled. He went back in. Maybe he was fine because he looked fine in the game. Like, that's the whole thing is that, like, he looked fine. So everyone was like, okay, it just looks like he got, like, his bell wrong. Maybe he literally just tripped. Like, who knows? Even though if you know anything about any sort of, like, head like head injuries, like, you can immediately tell the way that he stumbled. That is, that is some sort of trauma to the back or neck or head. Like, something in there is not right. So – you know, he gets checked by the independent neurologist and that actually was something approved by the NFL Players Association where it's like, it has to be an independent doctor. It can't be associated to the NFL or any teams in any way. It has to be just a doctor looking at a patient. They have no, they have no connections to anything else. Just looking at it. Are they good? Are they not? End of story. doesn't matter what happens. So then, okay, he gets checked. He goes back in. He plays. It's all right. And then he's cleared again to, to play against the Bengals. Bills. And then he gets, no, then he gets next game. He goes he back to the Bills game, after halftime. It's, 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 he goes to the Bills, he's fine. And then for, against the Bengals, he is still fine. Even after the game, he was still clear. He had to get cleared again to go into the Bengals game. <clears throat> and then he is like one of the worst like injuries I've seen in a minute. Like he was completely unconscious. That is permanent brain damage. That looked horrible. And obviously the immediate jump is blame the organization. And again, I don't know. And I don't think anybody truly knows what happened inside the locker room. If it was because there's two different scenarios, essentially, if it was Tua that said, I'm fine. I want to play in spite of what the neurologist was saying. If the neurologist said, Hey, you are according to my standards, able to play but I cannot guarantee that you won't get hurt and you won't get seriously injured after this. If that was said to Tua and he chose anyway, then that injury is on him. But if the neurologist did not tell him that, if he just said, you're fine, there's no chance you are ever going to get hurt like that again, unless it's like literally just another injury of the exact same caliber. And, and it will just be the exact same thing that happened. You'll just stumble. You'll be like, your bell will be rocked. You'll be fine. If he wasn't informed of that and then he chose to play, that's a different scenario. But I think the immediate jumping to immediately blame the organization, change everything, I feel like there needs to be a much more thorough investigation to it because 
we just, or at least as a public, we don't necessarily know exactly what happened. I think that's like where I stand. Is like, because if it was Tua that chose to do that in spite of knowing that he could be injured, that sucks. He's a competitor. Like that's that's what happens. It wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't anything bad. It was literally just a sack. He got thrown to the ground, hit his head. But if he was not informed of what the risks were going into that game, then that organization needs to be burned to the ground. And it's one or the other. So I just, whichever side it is, that's the side I'm going to stand on. But I just don't know enough. See, I don't trust the Dolphins organization after the whole little draft thing. So they're kind of, that's fair. They're on a very, like, you can't, they have very low credibility. So it's like, I'm not going to trust them saying, oh, we follow protocol to a T. Clearly you didn't. Tampering, like, draft picks, like, yeah, yeah there's a lot like, going on. I I have a good feeling some parts of that concussion protocol were definitely skipped. The independent neurologist, I do believe he definitely told to, uh, like, the extent of what happened. I don't want to blame the independent neurologist for the reason why Tua went back in. He did his evaluation and everything. Unless he was sports betting or something, maybe, oh, but, like, why would a neurologist... That is... Dude, you cannot yeah. just throw an accusation like that. Yeah, it's I'm like, just saying. Oh yeah, he was just betting on the game. No I'm saying pulling a Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Literally. hypothetically, maybe this neurologist who shouldn't have to worry about sports betting like that. Maybe he was just he had two up. Maybe he, he had the over on Tua. Maybe he, well, he wouldn't. Be, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be allowed to bet. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's definitely in their contract. Mm-hmm. But which is why I'm like. The, an independent neurologist, two things, his medical license and the Hippocratic Oath. He's not going to put either – he's not going to violate one and risk his medical license and just tell Tua, yeah, you're good to go. And who knows? Maybe his evaluation didn't find anything significant enough. But and I, I firmly believe I don't trust the Dolphins organization. They've been caught up in way too many things. I do believe – some I don't know if it was uh Mike Daniel. What's their head coach's name? Uh, so right uh, now Mike, it's Mike McDaniel. Uh, Mike McDaniel, and then it's yeah. it Brian Flores before. Yeah, yeah. So Mike McDaniel is like head coach right now. I don't think he had anything to do with this. He seems no, like a good coach. Not. Yeah, he seems like a good coach. I think it's one of the higher ups in the organization. Maybe GM the team or owner. GM or owner definitely like went to Tua, spoke to him, and said something. Maybe like, hey, we'll slip in an extra five million if you go back in. Something. I don't know. I don't trust the Dolphins. All right, here I go. Uh oh. Here we go. All right. I'll well, what was the Dolphins? Re- go pee, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the Dolphins' record going into the Thursday night football game against the Bengals? Anyone want to tell me? It was, they were undefeated, right? Undefeated, three now. They led the AFC East. There was four days after Tua's injury against the Bills. He goes back into the Bills game. He plays well the rest of the game. Um, apparently, showed no signs of concussion symptoms. He was questionable the entire four days leading up to the Bengals game. So they're 3-0 and on a short week against the Bengals. There is no reason for Tua to have to play. So I do not believe there's any, at very little pressure, from the organization. The Bengals were not playing that well. They have a very credible backup in Teddy Bridgewater. Mike Dickdaniels is a brand new coach who just got to Miami. He comes from a very credible organization in the 49ers with coach Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the best coaches that the NFL has had in a really long time. So I do not believe it was Mike McDaniels. And right in this moment, Tua doesn't have much incentive to play. They're playing the Bengals on a short week. 
at in Cincinnati, like this is a tough game regardless if Tua's in the game. And that it, it played out that way. They were losing when Tua, like they were still in a hole when Tua went down. Um, yeah, the game didn't, didn't change that much. In the game, yeah. No, he didn't look good in the game. It was they were in a the Dolphins were in a tough spot anyway. They were not favored to win that game um, in Cincinnati. So logically, it doesn't make sense to me why people are saying like the organization would have put pressure on him to play. It doesn't make much sense why there would have been pressure for him to play. Again, the the Dolphins were in a trap game, three and zero in their division. I don't see the reason for him to play. Number two, I am not going to sit here and question. Uh, and this is like not you guys. The media instantly goes to, wow, these doctors screwed up. Doctors, and Raj and I are on this path, and Peter, you're on this path, path as well. Doctors go to school for eight years just to get their medical license, just to practice medicine. Then they have to go do residency training that often is three to four years long and then follow up fellowship. Neurotrauma is certainly uh, eight plus, eight plus six, at least a 14-year track. It like, is like top tier top tier 14 year 16 year track and i don't understand where the media has the audacity to act like they know because Tua stumbled against the bills number two no one was freaking talking about Tua stumbling against the bills until he got hurt in the bengals game no one was talking about that there were there were there were some doctors dr brian Suter, md he's on uh he's on twitter he talks a lot about sports injuries he does reactions to them I did. He did tweet that he doesn't understand how Tua was playing in the Bengals game. I will give him credit for that, um, for mentioning beforehand. But the most of the media was not mentioning that Tua got hurt in the Bills game, um, in the Bengals game. Whoever was on the call for that Thursday night game mentioned it, but people did not care that he stumbled and looked bad in the Bills game with the head injury, and then was playing. They only cared about that once he got hurt in that game. So that, that all those things line up. It does not make sense to me why other people are blaming the neuroconsultant. He gets fired from his job, which I don't think he deserves to get fired from his job. I think it's an awful look for the league to just file. I mean, they, they just said, I didn't read any reports. Maybe there is something that they said that how, how he didn't follow protocol. I think, they were like, I think, he didn't follow protocol. Yeah, I think there was, there was a couple of reports where he like, he was being like weird about it. I don't know if like, again, he probably did follow a protocol, but I did hear like, he wasn't exactly like, the most like receptive to it. Cause I, I think it was like, whenever they questioned him, he was like, well, I did the, he was like very blunt with his responses. So I think they were just like, all right, get him out of here, which was like stupid. But it like, if you're working with a team, you yeah. have to like work as a team. So it's like, there were probably some reasons why, but he, I don't know if it should have just been like instantaneous fire. It should have been a much more in-depth, like, okay, what did you do? What was your entire process? Walk us through it. And then it's yeah. like, if he screwed something up, obviously, then you fire. Yeah, and what what the hard part for me is there's concussion protocols in place. There's a team physician who's an MD who has gone to school for many years and works in it. Like, being a sport, a team sports physician, like, you you make your way through as a doctor. You're it's not that like guy. A, you are you're, that yeah, guy. You, you're, not, you're not coming out as a first year attending and doing that. Um, there's only 32 you, of them. Like yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And you get, and then additionally, you get cleared by the neurotrauma consultant. So, um on paper, people are like, oh, if you stumble, you shouldn't be playing. And now they're in, in, introducing a rule where, like, if you stumble or whatnot. And it's just, it's ridiculous because, and part of the thing is, Tua's second fall, it wasn't like Tua fell lightly in the Bengals game. And it was like, oh, totally, there must have been something up with this, like, he because he fell so lightly and it triggered all these symptoms. He got brutalized in the Dolphin, in, in the Bengals game as well as the Bills game. Like, it wasn't like his mechanism of injury was something so light that it wouldn't have initiated that response. He got 
tossed on the ground very hard in that game. That probably knocks any quarterback out in concussion protocol. I don't know how much of an effect the Bills game had, but I also know when you put a football helmet on every single quarterback in the league, Joe Burrow went on into his podcast and talked about it. it. Like, there is a risk. Ryan Shazier lost his entire career because he got, he got hit in a Pittsburgh Steelers game. The, our, the Pitt guy, I forget his name, um, who plays for the Bills, he, like, looked really bad. Um, and he's he got, playing. Like, he's bad. He's playing right now. And and there's so many other head injuries a year. There's probably so many other players I'm forgetting who have, like, gotten, like, really hurt in games and come back next game. Like, this isn't abnormal. And it sucks to see, and you don't want to see it. And I, I, do I think that Tua probably shouldn't have gone back in the Dolphins game? I don't don't think he probably should have played the Bengals game. But if he wasn't experiencing any concussion symptoms, if he was if he was playing football fine and well, I'm sure he was informed about the risks. I'm sure they didn't push him to play. If Tua if Tua simply said, "Hey guys, I'm not good to go," he could have he could have held out. Players hold power in the league, and even if the Dolphins like we're going to cut you because we don't like like that you don't want to play like. That would be like, cool story. People would have picked him up. There's a lot of other teams in the league that need a quarterback, specifically like the Chicago Bears who don't even trust their quarterback at all. Um, <laughs> like there is, there is no reason Tua would have played this game. I do not believe the coach who's a first year head coach who, if this was on Mike McDaniels, he does not have a future in this league at all. And yeah. like the higher ups just got involved in the whole scandal. Like the whole entire organization is like kind of inflamed. I really doubt they were pressuring Tua. Tua either made a decision decision himself, or there is no medical reason that they knew about to do this. So everyone else is just making their opinions based on like, I just feel like he shouldn't have been playing. And I'm like, cool, your feelings don't matter. Like, look at the science. And yeah, um, and it sucks to see the reaction around like media members who don't know the science. Like, I'm not even pretending to know the science. I'm saying. I'm going to trust the people who made the, the made the evaluation. I'm going to trust Tua to make a decision. And I know football is a brutal game that has taken a lot of people out of this league to, earlier than they needed to. I mean, you look at guys like Andrew Luck, who was just like, I'm just done with this. Like, great career. I'm done with this. Ryan Shazier is having a fine career, has RG3. never stepped foot on the, RG3. All these, you could just go on and on. Sean Taylor um, was, yeah. like, brutal. Um, like, all these things just, like it's baffling to me that people think that like the doctor like instantly go to the, he shouldn't have been playing the doctors. And it, it bothers me because again, people did not talk about this after the bills game. Nothing. Yeah. I because, never, I didn't, it's only because Tua looked good in the bills game because it's like, Oh, well they beat the bills. That's the narrative they want to push versus anybody's just stopping saying it's like, okay, yes, they beat them. It's like, but Tua should not like if the, if the dolphins want to preserve the, like their quarterback that clearly can come back from adversity, you should not be playing him against a short week against the Bengals, like you were saying. Like, look, you're three and zero. I get it. You want to stay undefeated. I understand that. But look, you have to look out for your team. You have to look out for the longevity of everybody, and that's what you should be doing. So, and again, like if if this was on Tua, if this was on the doctor, if this was on the organization, who cares? Whoever was the one that the, the decision came down to, they needed to look further than the Bengals game. They needed yeah, to look not- past that. And I'm not even going to chalk it up to the fact that I don't know. I'm talking to, I don't think it was really anyone's fault. And I think it's more a matter of Tua took a brutal hit against the Bills. And he also took another brutal hit against the Bengals. And it's a tough situation where you get hit two times really hard. I'm sure it had some effect. Like maybe his muscles were weakened. They weren't able to like support his spinal cord as well during that game. But I, I could also really be convinced that it was only the hit in the Bengals game because he got hit really hard. It wasn't like, the, like yeah. I keep like saying it wasn't well, like it wasn't he just got, like, got hit. He got like he got whipped tough. into the ground, yeah. and it, he basically broke the fall with his like C spine, with his yes. neck. 
Like it was. And bad. then he gets. And then I want to add on to this. Everyone's saying like how bad, how the doctors, how bad it was. He got cleared from the Cincinnati Medical Center and went home on the team plane. Like the people at that medical center also let him leave the hospital that night after that bad of a trauma. They let him yeah. leave the hospital to go home on the team plane. Like they also didn't see a reason to keep him. And they're trauma people who saw the Bills game and saw the Bengals game and made a decision on that. So like it is so aggravating to see people do that. Kind of like he left them. They didn't even hold him overnight. They were like, you can go home. You can fly from Cincinnati back to Miami this night. You'll be fine yeah. to do that. Um, so and, the immediate and he's, jumping of the gun into blame the medical staff is just like, come on. Like that's, that's, yeah. it's just cheap. It's like, oh, it's easy. He got hurt. It's the medical staff's fault. It's like, no. Yeah. I'm not, and like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to tell doctors how to do their job. And I feel like people, everyone's like now suddenly knows concussion protocol and wants to update concussion <laughs> protocol. Like, like, like you didn't give a damn about concussion protocol until now, now that you can like put your, like put a platform on it and say like, and the popular thing to say is he shouldn't have been playing. I'm all in support of concussion rights. Like, cool. I'm in support of concussion rights. Like CT is a really big problem in the NFL, but it's also part of the game. And like, what, like, there's not much you could do to avoid it. You like, are you going to start playing flag football with quarterbacks? Like it's not going to be tackle football anymore. If you don't hit quarterback like that, that stuff kind of just happens. And there's been a lot of bad head injuries in the NFL this season so far. And you really hate to see it. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I just cannot get over the, uh, the, the reaction, reaction yeah. to the situation. And again, he was questionable going into the week. No, he wasn't questionable. He's definitely not playing this week. He probably is going to play the week afterwards. And I'm like, it's because like they don't find anything wrong. I'm not saying there's something that we don't know about concussions, about like what could be later affecting this stuff. But if we don't know about it, I can't blame doctors for not knowing the science. So yeah, because if you that's where I'm at. Literally, do not know it. It's like okay, like we can't say anything. It's like if we can't scientifically prove that there is a risk, we can't tell you not to. But again because we don't know that's up to you now you need to make that decision you need to make that judgment call and if it's Tua and if it's the organization both agreeing together yes i'm willing to take whatever risk science does not know yet in order to win this football game then it's out of the medical staff's hands at that point yeah and the last thing i'm going to say on the matter is there i believe there's a zero percent chance that he was pressured to go back into the bills game when he first got hurt like after halftime, yeah, I'm sure if he said, right. Mike, I, Mike, yeah, Mike, like, I, like, like I just good. don't feel good right now. Like I can't play. He totally advocated to go back in the game. Like there's no way yeah. there were, Mike was like, 100%. Tua, I just saw you stumble on that gotta field. Play. Get out you got to yeah. play right now. There's no, the GM didn't call him um, and be yeah. like, or like come down to the locker room and be like, Tua, you better get out there. Like, no, Tua decided to go back into the Bills game. He definitely he's decided to do it himself. Like, that's he's just a competitor. Why? And that's a risk you take when you're ambitious, when you're competitive, when you put yourself out there. These are risks you take, especially when you play us when you're at the top of your game. Um, so I hope if they want to improve concussion protocol, cool. I would really hate to see this neurotrauma consultant lose his job over something that I probably don't think is his fault. Um, but if it is, if it comes out in its fault, then I'll blame the doctor all I want. Um, but I mean, until I'm that happens, yeah, I just yeah. I fully believe that Tua did not need to go back into the Bills game afterwards and if you want to advocate that he wasn't playing the Bengals game then you can go get a medical degree in sports medicine and neurology and then come back and talk to me um and we're going years from now we're gonna get a comment of someone hey i listened to you i got a degree he shouldn't have been in the game it's like well listen i guess you were right 
Listen, whoever whoever is out there listening to this right now who has a neurotrauma uh, specialty, drop a like. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> um, we're running a little long here, but that's okay. Um, I wanted to get everyone's quick reactions on the whole Devontae Adams situation because, like, low-key, like, way more polarizing than I thought it would be. For some uh, like, look. I'll, look, I'll describe okay. the situation real quick. Uh, Devontae yeah. Adams, uh, receiver for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, almost said Oakland Raiders. Um, end of the game, he's really frustrated. Cameraman, like, kind of gets in his way walking in and, I don't think Devonta Adams completely sees him, but he like pushes him to the ground. Um, the guy who got put, the cameraman who got pushed to the ground, um, files a police report. Devonta Adams apologizes post game and puts out a tweet. I think later, um, but that's like a very oversimplification. You can go watch the video. I'll drop, I'll try to drop a link. Roger's showing it on the video, but doesn't help. I will drop a link. Let it, let um, it replay. Come on, come on, come on. There you there go. For is, video yeah. listeners, you can see Roger's yeah. film quality, or you can just go to the link in the description. We have uh, I'll have links for a bunch of stuff that we talked about today, like the Grizzly yes. Bear uh, and but stuff like that. For contrast, this is Devontae Adams on the Packers after uh, he pushed someone. Tra- okay, Raj, it's your phone quality. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you look terrible. Um, it's but I'll, I just want to get everyone's quick reaction on it because I, like I said, I, it's so polarizing for like no reason, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the Raiders' it, effect. Oh my god. Look, I I don't think he intended to push him that hard. I think he was coming off of a bad loss. Should he have pushed the guy? Absolutely not. But people are treating this like he actually murdered this guy in the middle of the stadium. It is insane. It's like cuz you can even see it's like he like extends his arms a little bit and like shoves him like it's like absolutely like it's wrong. Like I totally get where everybody's coming from that it's like yes, it's terrible, but it's like He's not dead. Like the guy fell down, and it's and then, of course Devontae Adams like walks up because he's like pissed, and it's like yeah, he should get fined, he should get whatever. But everybody's like calling Devontae Adams like he should be in prison. Like what are we? Like no, this is a, like yeah. I could walk down to South Oakland, watch someone get shoved to the ground, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like what do you mean? Uh, the prison league going to go crazy. Henry Ruggs, Devontae Adams at oh receiver, Big Ben at QB. Gosh, you just want violence. Like, this is all you want. Eric Hernandez at tight end. Anyway, do you have an actual take on the opinion, Raj? Alvin Kamara at running back. Okay, can we skip him? <laughs> My actual opinion is Devontae Adams. Clearly, he was just pissed off because Hunter Renfro ruined his route. And it wasn't Hunter Renfro's fault. The corner had a good jam on him, and it threw off their timing. Whatever. I don't think he meant to shove him as hard, but uh, that dude's going to get a bag. Uh, yeah, he's probably set bag. for the next, like, 20 years. Besides that, I mean, I feel like Devontae Adams is being crucified for something that's not, like, as insane. It's, it's bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like, bro didn't, like, pick him up and, like, suplex him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I... I think there's two sides. Like people are like, this guy's a criminal, and there's people who are like, this is like, this is nothing. I'm very in between. I think Devontae Adams deserves a fine, and I think he deserves. A, I would typically say a one game suspension, but Mike Evans got suspended for one game for fighting another football player. So I'm gonna say he probably deserves two games based on the league standards. But I would yeah. give him one game. Yeah. I would never, I wouldn't have suspended Mike Evans. But like with my logic, I would give him one game suspension. I would find him like whatever they they have a scale. Um, I would find him, and I don't blame the cameraman for filing a police report. Like if you don't file a police report when something happens, there you can't file a police report later. So if he actually got seriously hurt, it's in his best interest to just submit a police report. And if he doesn't yeah. want to press charges down the line, don't press charges. Like everyone would be making a big deal about the police report. 
he should have filed a police report because he got shoved to the ground by a guy who was way bigger than him. He was off balance. He wasn't expecting it. Um, and if he gets hurt or whatnot, or if Devonta Adams exhibited really bad behavior after the game, also there was probably police on site. They were probably like, "You should file a police report." Um, I think that's real quick. Too, yeah, yeah. Like I, it it doesn't make sense. Like I don't like he's not a criminal. I don't. I really doubt this cameraman's going to press charges. I'm sure Devonta Adams has already talked to him, um, or they've tried to reach out. Um, he, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a bad look. Your job, you have to, as a professional athlete, you're supposed to, supposed to like maintain good behavior, especially interacting with media members. Uh, the guy was doing his job. He shouldn't have walked in front of Devonta Adams. So he's doing his job, trying to move around and Devonta Adams shoved him. And then he didn't even try to help him out getting up or anything. Um, it's a bad look. He should get fined and he should get suspended a game or two. Um, but like, no people saying he should be like, I've seen like locked up. That's a like criminal behavior. Like, I'm like, like, get out of here. I'm like, it, there's a, there's a reason. And like, he didn't, again, he came out instantly in this post game preference and apologized. I just, I don't know why it's so polarizing. I don't know why people who are saying it's nothing are like, it's nothing. I'm like, he's still, you still shoved yeah. a dude who you still shoved a guy who's supposed to be helping. Like he's a cameraman. He's trying to help you out, get your brand out there and spread the NFL brand. So like, yeah, it's just, it's not that deep. It really yeah. isn't that deep and people are making it way too deep it's like yeah find him suspend him a game or something he already apologized he's trying to make it better he messed up move on like there we go we're good in yep. context matters for i know some people are like context doesn't matter context does matter for everything it was a tough loss um yeah so i think I, i'm not saying like if you if you've done that and like you won the game that you should be spun any less but like you can under reasonably understand Devonte adams's actions um yeah. in the moment um so don't know why I was polarizing, but I think that's going to be the end of the podcast if no one else has anything else. The oh, longest yeah. yard two poster is going to look crazy by the end of the season. Oh, oh thanks, boy. Raj. Uh, anyway, that has been the Watch Athlete Podcast. Thanks, for everyone, for listening to my really long rant about Tua, Tua's injury and my opinions about Devontae Adams. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Make sure you go drop a like, comment, subscribe. It really helps the channel out a lot. Go check our Instagram reels. If you haven't watched episode 32 and 31 of the pod, you should go check that out. We also dropped the Cobra Kai review. In the meantime, right now we are in the process of watching uh, She-Hulk is coming up soon and Andor should be coming up soon. So hopefully we'll have some good reviews coming out for that kind of stuff too. And then we'll, uh, we'll have a new Black Panther movie around the corner as well. So it should be exciting times for the pod, but of course we'll be bringing back these, we'll be bringing these weekly episodes to you hopefully every week. So in the meantime, make sure you go check everything out and then we will see you next time on the Watch Daphne podcast. Before you end, I have a quick, I have a quick quote to read. Um, Jacob has openly admitted to liking Kenny Pickett. I repeat, Jacob does not hate Kenny Pickett no more. It's the end of days. Hug your loved ones. You made this you made this outro so much harder with the music. All right, bye everyone. <laughs>